Kinks and Beats Daily. I am your host, Tony Fry. Thank you for joining us on this Friday. So today we're talking about uh, The Contenders by The Kinks off of their album Lola vs. Power Man and the Money Go Round Part 1. One of my favorite Kinks albums of all time, still to this day. It was the first one I ever bought. I've told this story before. It was the first album I bought of theirs. Um... Only because I knew Lola already. So I thought that was going to be a good place to start. I bought it. I was immediately fell in love with the album. It has been on heavy rotation for 20 years since I got it. And part of the reason I instantly fell in love with it was this song. This is um, sort of track one. On the CD back in the day, it was uh, track two. The Contenders was track two because it opens, the album opens with about 40 seconds of. Gotta be free. Just in a very acoustic, um, uh, stripped down, just two acoustic guitars, two singers uh, version of Got to Be Free, which is the ending song on this album. And then it immediately goes into the contenders. If you go on to Spotify or like the playlist that we've got for this podcast, uh, that has all been mashed together to be one track. And I think it makes more sense that way. Um, personally, even though Got to Be Free and The Contenders don't really have anything to do with each other, it's more of a thematic, almost like an overture. I think it works. And they are in the same key, so I mean, it's not it's not crazy. But this song was released November 27th, 1970 on the Lola album. Um, this is a strange album because it is not, it's like the best of everything the Kinks can do. We've got a handful of rockers, a handful of ballads, a handful of just pop tunes, and then a handful of vaudeville music hall tunes. And this is one of the um, few just straight up rock and roll songs. I would put this, Top of the Pops, Rats, Power Man, and Got to Be Free as the rock songs. You know, and then we've got Lola, that's kind of a pop tune. Um this time tomorrow's a pop tune. Eight Man's kind of a pop tune, but those songs, uh, Contenders, Top of the Pops, Rats, Power Man, and Got to Be Free, are just perfect Kinks rock songs. They're riff based, but they are not the same riff based style that their early '60s stuff was. This is a more mature um, '70s style, and then their music hall stuff like. Uh, 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 Money Go Round and um, Denmark Street are some of the highlights on the album. They haven't gone full on with the brass band and all that kind of stuff that they would get in subsequent albums, but they have introduced the piano player. Uh, John Gosling is now an official member of the band, and he would remain a member of the band for most of the 70s. And um, so we have expanded their five piece now. And they are playing with kind of a more earthy roots rock and roll vibe. Even on the pop stuff and the music hall and all that kind of stuff, it's a little bit more grounded in roots rock. Blues, you know, early 50s style rock and roll. It would be the same in Muswell Hillbillies, their next album, which is a little bit more roots uh, in the country vein. And then by the time we get to everybody's in showbiz, um, they kind of dropped that and it's a little bit more produced again. And we've had the horn section, of course, and all that. But this is a good rock and roll album from start to finish. 
And the contenders is kind of a silent, not silent, but it's kind of a, an understated piece because even with, um, what am I looking at here? Even with the, uh, uh, got to be free intro stuck on top of it. The song clocks in at two minutes and 43 seconds. So essentially it's a two minute song. There's no chorus. It's two verses and that's it. But it does set up the themes of the album. So this album is, uh, about the record industry. And so we're talking about music publishers and the unions and, you know, the desire to make it. And this, this part, this first track sets up that theme. Hush, little mammy, don't you cry. I've got to see what's what it's like on the world outside. Got to get out of this life somehow. Got to be free. Got to be free now. That's the got to be free um, introduction. Then we get into, I don't want to be a constructor of highways, a sweeper of sidewalks. I've got to do it my way. I'm too ill-equipped for a mathematician, a shrewd politician, a maker of decisions. We're not the greatest when we're separated but when we're together, I think we're going to make it. I don't want to be like a fascist dictator, a saint or a sinner. I want to be a winner. So it's basically this This song is talking about this guy who's going to make it as a rock star, right? He doesn't want to be a businessman or a politician or whatever. He wants to be a rock star. And that song, you know, that theme in this song kind of lends its way through the rest of the thing. We go to strangers next and then Denmark Street about the publishing and get back in line after that about the union. Um, top of the pops about top of the pops. Um, so it really sets up everything that we're going to talk about on this album. And in a lot of ways, even though it's not a rock opera type concept album, like we're going to see with preservation and schoolboys and disgrace, this is a concept album that works with all the songs standing on their own. And that's hard to do. And it's telling a story, um, but it's all thematically connected, right? It's not following a linear story that has a beginning, middle, and an end. And those those plot points need to be dictated in song. This is just an album about something. In the same way that Dark Side of the Moon is a concept album about something. Right. And in that in that in that regards, this works, I would say, probably the best of Ray's 70s concept albums. It's just solid all the way through. When you're listening to this tune, and, and I'm I've already mentioned it once, if you go onto Spotify, look for the Kinks and Beats Daily playlist, and you can listen to all the songs we've covered on the show so far. And I update that every Monday with the, that week's songs. So you can listen to these songs before you listen to the podcast. Um, go onto the playlist or pull out your CD or LP of this song. Pop in the headphones and I want you to really focus on John Dalton's bass work on this song. In my opinion, John Dalton is the best bass player the Kinks ever had. And they didn't have any bad ones. They had good bass players throughout their career but john dalton's bass work is so solid and um it's inventive and in this in this song it gets kind of busy but it doesn't detract from the song 
Uh, I wouldn't mind it have been a little bit more separated in the mix so you could hear it even a little bit more. And uh, I went on YouTube because you can go on YouTube and, and find isolated bass tracks and stuff for a lot of the great bass driven music and was hoping I knew it was a long shot, but I was hoping somebody had pulled the isolated tracks for this one. So I could, I would have actually played it for you here. It is such a rock and bass line. The song is basically a blues. It's not a 12 bar form. Um, but he's just, uh, we're, we're in the key of E, but he hangs the whole melody hangs on the four chord. So we've got the da 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 Right, that's all in E. It's a E minor pentatonic um, riff. It's just an E minor pentatonic. Um, but then when we get into the uh, the verse. Don't want to be a constructor of highways, a sweeper of sidewalks. I want to do it my way. Too ill-equipped for a mathematician, a shrewd politician, a maker of decisions. So that's it. He hangs on that A chord, the four, for the whole verse. And lets it hang, and lets it hang, and lets it hang, and then finally lands on the one, and the and that's when John Dalton's bass blows up, and and you've got all these the uh, moving guitar lines, and then the closest thing we have to the chorus is that la 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 na 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 na, na which is a G D to an E, and that's it, and then it. There are some weird edits in this song. <clears throat> um, so who knows, you know, what takes and everything were essentially used for the final product. But that's it. It's just those two verses and then this guitar riff and and that little, I call it more of a hook than a chorus because there's no words or anything. And that's it. It's a very simple song, but it, it shows them uh, listeners that this band knew how to do blues and blues style rock, whether it's the, um, the way they're bending and playing the guitar strings, the harmonica playing by Ray on this is very, very bluesy. He's doing some very cool bends and adding these dissonant blue notes all over the place. I think he's underrated as a harmonica player because he doesn't do it a ton, but, um, he's actually got some solid harmonica skills. And I know I just criticized John Lennon yesterday on the show for not being one of rock's greatest. Ray Davies is definitely better than John on harmonica. Not that it's a competition. But there's, this is definitely a band that was was uh, able to hang in this form, you know, in the blues tradition and, and musically they understood it. And that's one thing I don't think they get enough credit for is that when they do a blues style song, they do it like a blues band and when they do the music hall songs they do it like a music hall pit band would do it and when they do the pops like they you know, their country songs sound like country musicians right they are able to really study 
the styles that they're they're utilizing and incorporate it with some authenticity, even though they're not American musicians, right? So some of these things are are strictly um, things they've heard via record. They're not growing up in this tradition of it being sung around the household or whatever. Like, you know, some of the musicians that came out of the American South were brought up with the blues as a, as a, a household thing. So they're here, they've just studied it and they're masters of it. And they do for most of the time, they do a very good job of, of, being authentic with these styles and not being like a, pa- a blues pastiche, but this is a blues style song. So go and listen to it. Um, just listening to it to prepare for this episode. I ended up listening to like four songs on this album. This is such a good album. I think uh, when we do, I think the next album I'd like to review, we did Abbey road a month or two ago. I think the next album I want to review as a whole is going to be Lola. Cause I could talk about that for, for a long time. If you want to be my guest on that show, shoot me a call because I need someone to talk to it about. Anyway, go ahead and give me a call 925-494-1739 and um, let me know what your favorite or least favorite Kinks and Beatles songs are. You can also email me kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. Follow me at herohabit on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And um, spread the word about this podcast. Let everybody you know that likes the Kinks or the Beatles know we're here and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple, uh, iTunes, and whatnot. And that reminds me, I was going to read, we got some new reviews, and I had mentioned in a previous episode that I would read those reviews when they come in. So why not read one now? Because it was actually a Kinks fan that left it. So, uh, oh, wow, we have another one that I haven't read yet. I'll save that one. So we had one come in from uh, Joe Chap via Apple Podcasts in the United States. Says, lifelong Kings fan and not so much a Beatles fan. This podcast is very informative with deep dives into the backstories. The addition of Tony playing some of the chords is great. Would like to heard you do a whole song. I'm learning something new every time I listen and have even grown an appreciation for some Beatles music. Keep up the great work and God save the Kinks. Thank you, Joe Chap. I'm glad that you are listening to the Beatles ones, even though you're not a huge Beatles fan, I hope that the Beatles fans that listen who aren't huge Kinks fans are doing the same and that we're both, I see a lot of division between these two bands. Um, I feel like I'm in the minority of the kind of fan that truly appreciates the entire catalog of both bands. I feel maybe I'm not, maybe that's just my perception, but like you go on the Facebook groups and whatnot and it's, there's, there's usually a divide, and I'm hoping we can break that divide down. There is so much good music in these two bands that we should all be listening to all of it. And so thank you, Joe Chap, for the kind words and the five-star review. We also got one from Pet Lap via Apple Podcasts in Great Britain. Five stars that just said Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Pet Lap. Um, and then we will read this uh, new review that we just got in the last um, minute or two here, we'll read that another time. So add your reviews and ratings to Apple so that we can chart higher and then we can get more listeners. And then I'm hoping that with more listeners, we can get some, um, some guests to join us for our lengthier episodes. All right. That's enough for me. I will talk to you on Monday when we are back to the Beatles and one of 
uh, Paul's most beautiful arrangements of the mid 60s for no one from the Revolver album. All right, I will talk to you then. Have a great weekend, guys. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by herohabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. Herohabit.com. Collect your heroes.